you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Hi everyone, I'm John C. Morley, the host of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show and Inspirations for Your Life. Hi, everyone. It is John C. Morley here, uh, your host of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show. It's great to have you here. And uh, I can't believe that we are already on the second Friday of July. I just I cannot believe that uh, July 8th. Hopefully uh, all of you had an amazing uh, 4th of July with friends and family. And we have a great show here for you tonight. So let's get right into it. So first thing is uh, Google, um, as you know, is making some changes. And an interesting change that they're actually making is Google has, for a long time, uh, been storing all kinds of data. Well, Google said now that they're going to delete certain data. And what kind of data are they going to delete? Well, I'm going to tell you. So Google is now going to delete all location history data from a from abortion uh, clinic visits. This is pretty um, pretty interesting uh, that they're actually going to do this. Uh, the company said, and I quote, that sensitive places, including fertility centers, clinics, and addiction treat facilities will also be erased. Very interesting. So Google will delete location data showing when the users visit an abortion clinic or the others that I mentioned. And the online search um, company uh, said recently, uh, after concerns that a digital trail could inform law enforcement if an individual teammate uh, had a pregnancy illegally and uh, they didn't want to get involved with that. So state laws are limiting abortions set in after the U.S. Supreme Court decided uh, last month that they are no longer guaranteed by the Constitution. The technology industry has really been pulling their hair out with police, and now they could obtain warrants for customer search history, geolocation, and other information revealing pregnancy plans. Google recently stated that it would continue to push back against improper, overly broad demands for data by the government without reference to abortion. So um, interesting that this is happening. I think it's a good thing for privacy. But it's a shame that they have to go through, uh, you know, this this level to be able to keep some people um, innocent. So um, just want to share that information with you. So, uh, again, Google is going to be deleting 
location history data for abortion clinic visits and also sensitive places like fertility sensors, centers, uh, um, other clinics, uh, addiction treatment facilities uh, also will be erased. So um, interesting that they're doing this. So we'll have to keep an eye and see what's happening there, definitely. And some other interesting news that I think you're definitely going to want to know about is the FCC commissioner calls on Apple and Google to remove TikTok from their app stores. What the heck is going on with this? I, I mean, this is just, this this is insane. Um, I think they're worried. And, uh, you know, they're wondering, what is TikTok actually doing? Is our data safe or is it not safe? And then some other communications transpired whereby they are working to move TikTok's data to Oracle to hopefully secure the data a little more. So we're going to have to see, you know, what happens. And um, you probably remember that Apple and Google didn't immediately respond to the requests for comment a while back uh, in a statement. And TikTok uh, called uh, the BuzzFeed report misleading. Quote, unquote, like many global companies, TikTok has engineering teams around the world. Close quote. Now, TikTok has obviously uh, got their hand in the cookie jar. And I quote, we employ access controls like encryption and security monitoring to secure user data. And the access approval process is overseen by our U.S.-based security team. TikTok has consistently maintained that our engineers in locations outside the United States, including China, can be granted access to U.S. user data on as needed basis under these strict controls. Close quote. I know what they're saying, but I have to say I don't agree with them. You know, they've been caught before. And why should we believe TikTok? I mean, you know, once somebody does something to lose our trust, why should we believe them? And, and another statement made by uh, BuzzFeed News, and I quote, it stands categorically behind our reporting that the U.S. users' data was accessed by China-based TikTok employees far more frequently than previously known. And we're glad that TikTok even confirmed this in its own statement. For years, U.S. officials have expressed concerns that Chinese government access to U.S. users, data, or communications could put national security at risk. But whether Carr's plea will work is uncertain at the moment. So I think it comes down to the fact that we as people in the United States and data in the United States have to have rules to prevent data from being um, taken and put into the wrong hands. And so we don't actually know what TikTok's plans are, whether they're going to use it for good, for bad. We don't know. But we know that China is behind TikTok. And so because of that, we know that we can't trust them 100%. After all, we've caught their hands and a lot more in the cookie jar causing challenges. But we won't get into that on this show. I just want to let you know that I'm concerned uh, with the data uh, and, and where it's going. So what could happen is TikTok's data uh, being on, on Oracle. And so Oracle had discussed acquiring a minority stake in TikTok in 2020 when ByteDance was under U.S. pressure to sell the app. The cloud computing giant um, 
will store all of TikTok's U.S. user data on Oracle data servers under the new proposed uh, partnership. Now, this was done uh, in March of 2022, but um, is it really secure? I mean, I think that's really the question. And, you know, moving U.S. users to Oracle servers stored in the United States, uh, overshadowing its migration and the announcement was uh, a report that followed claiming that TikTok staff in China had accessed the U.S. user data as recently as this past January. What are they doing with it? I don't know. But all I know is that data is very important. And TikTok also collects information from your messages. So you may want to consider that when using the app to chat with friends. So I would be careful what you post on TikTok. If it's something general or something that you want to get attention on, fine. But just realize their messages are not going to be kept in any kind of confidence. And might wind up on the news if they, uh, let's say, uh, interest them in a certain way. Furthermore, the platform doesn't have end-to-end -end encryption for messages, like they said, and that means that it isn't as secure as some of the other messaging apps, which do have that extra layer of security built in. But is TikTok safe for your business? I think that's really what we want to ask. And um, I'd have to tell you that safety is a concern. I don't use TikTok for anything that is confidential or for anything that would be uh, security related. It's all stuff about motivation. So if they learn about my motivation stuff, it really doesn't matter. But I would tell you not to use TikTok to share any kind of personal information. That's PHI, personal health information, um, or any kind of, of um, information, uh, user information. Um, or just PI, personal information. So personal information is defined by things that you wouldn't give out to a total stranger, such as your home address, uh, your phone number, uh, your full name, your social security number, right? Uh, your passport number. Um, what else? Yeah, even your credit cards. So let's be a little more secure and not give up this data. I know it sounds crazy, but I don't trust TikTok 100%. I don't really know where all your data is being stored. And if there's any tentacles from that have access to this Oracle base, even though they claim it's safe, my gut feeling is not to trust it. That's just me. But you know, I'm a real security freak and I don't trust really anybody when it comes to security. And this just seems like there's too many hands involved. And um, there's not really that extra level of encryption, which should really be there. And so even though the data is stored some other places, I don't believe that your data is secure. I think that there could be a back end and they could see everything going on at any given moment in time, either live or stored. So I just don't trust TikTok and the organization that created it. I'm sorry. I'm just giving you my feedback there. So we're going to have to see, you know, what's going on uh, definitely um, with TikTok. And uh, just be careful. Uh, don't share your uh, personal secrets or your trade secrets or even what your business is going to attempt to uh, patent or trademark because 
you might find that it gets, let's say, exploited and um, could come back to bite you. So just don't do that. Well, you and I have talked a lot about crypto. Crypto's got some problems. Yeah, crypto has some problems. After filing for bankruptcy, um, one of our leading leaders uh, in the crypto the crypto, uh, one of the crypto lenders, I should say, in the space, uh, crypto lender Voyager Digital, says it will maintain operations. What the heck is that all about? And people say to me, John, is the crypto market crashing? Well, Bitcoin and many other cryptocurrencies have been crashing since they hit an all-time high late last year. Bitcoin had lost more than two-thirds of its value since it hit a peak of around 69000 in November last year and is currently trading at around the $22,000 mark. So why is crypto crashing? Well, if I had to give you the truth about it, I really believe... It's because of this high they hit. And Bitcoin has lost more than the two-thirds, as we said. And I also believe it's because of the fact that the money is not secure. And I believe that there are a lot of unscrupulous businesses and people exploiting you in the crypto world. I mean, it's not FDIC insured. That's right. Yeah. The, crypto, crypto is not FDIC insured. Did you know that? I'm being truthful. Crypto is not FDIC insured. And you might say, why? Well, let's think about it. It's not FDIC insured, and the agency has been vocal about why it is. The FDIC is already taking steps to prevent crypto traders from being misled by false claims about deposit insurance. And uh, I just feel that there's still a few people out there, quite a few, that are trying to exploit people's savings in the crypto and getting them for that fast kill. And the other issue we're going to find is with the IRS, okay? IRS, okay, the IRS requires you declare crypto. Did you know that? The, IRI, the IRS requires you to declare Crypto. So your Bitcoin, your Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies are taxable. The IRS considers cryptocurrency holdings to be property for tax purposes, which means your virtual currency is taxed in the same way as any other asset you own, like stocks or gold. So do you have to disclose crypto to the IRS? Well, if you mine cryptocurrency, if you earn cryptocurrency by mining it, it's considered taxable income. And it might be reported on a Form 1099-NEC at the fair market value of the cryptocurrency on the day you received it. You need to report this even if you don't receive a 1099 form as the IRS considers this taxable income. Now, here's the thing. A few years ago, people said, well, you know, cryptocurrency um, doesn't get taxed until you spend it. Not true. Cryptocurrency gets taxed when you take possession of it. Very similar to a property, right? 
So you might say, John, what happens if I don't report crypto to the IRS? Well, if you don't report your taxable crypto activity and face uh, to the IRS to their value, you might face a serious IRS audit. And you could incur interest penalties or even criminal charges as it could be considered tax evasion or fraud. And this comes right from uh, David Kennedino, uh, and I quote, a Milwaukee-based CPA and tax specialist, product manager at uh, account, uh, accounting, uh, crypto track and tax reporting tool, uh, account accounting, account, yeah, accountointing. Um, so is cryptocurrency going to go away? You're required to pay taxes on crypto. Okay, and the IRS classifies cryptocurrency as property. And cryptocurrency transactions are taxable by law, just like transactions related to any other property. Taxes are due when you sell, trade, or dispose of cryptocurrency in any way and recognize a gain. So this means that if you make money, right, and you sell, you've got a gain, right? If you have property, you pay taxes on it but you're required when you trade it. So if you decide to sell your crypto, you're going to need to pay tax on it. Or if you dispose of cryptocurrency in any way and recognize a gain, you're going to be taxed. If you've got computers and you're mining cryptocurrency, I think what a lot of people are starting to understand is that it's not as easy and it's going to start to bite a lot of people. So if you earn $600 or more in a year paid by an exchange, including a Coinbase, the exchange is required to report these payments to the IRS as any other income via the IRS form 1099-MISC. So people are saying to me, John, you know, cryptocurrency sounds so easy and people are opening in other countries because, you know, the government wasn't able to really get involved. But I got news for you. You're going to get yourself in a lot of hot water. Many people I know that hey said, hey, John, come on board, go do this. And, you know, not doing anything wrong. It's funny how many of them have disconnected their email addresses. They've disconnected their phones and like fell off the planet. These are people that I met virtually online uh, prior to the or around the pandemic time, I should say. And now when you want to talk to them about it, it's like they're busy. They're starting to realize that what they got involved with. It's not very legitimate. And if you invested anything into it, they're suddenly going to just like blow you away. Now, luckily, I didn't invest a lot into it. But when you're trying to see, did you make any money on it? You're going to find that these things just sort of vanished. And it's because cryptocurrency is going away. When will crypto be gone? So they went from hot to this real warm, uh, very boiling meltdown. People have started to speculate the end of, of the crypto run, but the truth is it's not over yet. Crypto market has been on this bull run for a portion of 2021, and people say they're not ignoring it. How long will cryptocurrency be around in our world? The Bitcoin system is still developing making it possible, if not likely, that Bitcoin itself will continue to evolve over the coming decades.
But however, Bitcoin evolves. No new Bitcoins will be released after the 20 million coin limit is reached. So what happens to Bitcoin after all 21 million are mined? Well, that's an interesting point. Um, the maximum number of Bitcoins that can be issued and mined is 21 million new Bitcoins. And they're added to the Bitcoin supply approximately every 10 minutes, which is the average amount of time that it takes to create a new block of Bitcoin. By design, the number of Bitcoins minted per block is reduced by 50% after every 210,000 blocks or about once every four years. The total supply of Bitcoin is 21 million. The number of Bitcoins issued will likely never reach 21 million due to the use of rounding operators in Bitcoin. When Bitcoin supply reaches its upper limit, no additional Bitcoins will be generated and Bitcoin miners will likely earn income only from transaction fees. So is Bitcoin ever going to reach 21 million? It's really unlikely. It's because the Bitcoin network uses BitShift app operators and these arithmetic operations that round decimal points down to the closest, smallest integer. So I think what we're going to see is that it's going to start to go away. And uh, people liked it because they thought that they could just get money, they could get this card, and then they could just pay for things and that the IRS wouldn't be able to track it. I got news for you guys. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is not a way to hide money. You should never do that anyway. So if you've got people that are promising you the sun, the moon, the stars, you're going to get in trouble. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not even two, three years from now. It might be five years from now or more. But trust me, you will get in trouble. It is not an FDIC insured. So my advice is stay away from it. All right. So, um, you know, more and more things have uh, been happening. I'm sure you guys are aware. And uh, my question to you guys is, you know, wh what's going on with, with our world right now? Because our world is constantly, constantly changing. Why is it changing? Well, it's changing because there is this greater, how can I say, there, there's this greater need for everyone to want to be able to be on top, okay? And although there's nothing wrong with being on top, it's just that the way it's being done is causing problems. A big giant who we know, we know Amazon, right? Well, Amazon, um, let's just say they're facing some more challenges. Which ones? Well, due to, yes, you know what I'm going to say, the antitrust. 
Yep. Amazon faces more challenges due to antitrust. And uh, it's not going away. And this is in the UK and Germany right now. More antitrust scrutiny with Amazon in Europe and the UK's antitrust watchdog has now opened an investigation to Amazon's marketplace on the same day Germany's regulators confirmed that it can apply special abuse controls to the e-commerce giant. Ooh, this could get pretty nasty and pretty expensive. The probe will consider, firstly, whether Amazon has a dominant position in the market, and if so, whether it is abusing that position and distorting competition by giving an unfair advantage to its own retail business or sellers that use its services compared to other third-party sellers on the Amazon UK marketplace. So UK regulators are definitely looking into this. And if they see a problem, trust me, uh, they're definitely going to go after me. And that, that's just like, that's just like a no, no-brainer. Uh, but something else interesting that's coming along, Apple, the new Apple lockdown option for iOS. Well, what is this? This is pretty cool. So um, this is a new uh, lockdown mode for Apple. It's uh, a new security feature. And um, it's meant to keep you out of trouble from spyware um, that can be um, trying to attack you. Now, it targets a very small group of people, statistically very, very low. Thus, if you are not in that, percentage of people you don't want to use lockdown mode because it will restrict you uh from doing a lot of things on your phone it will make the apps function in different ways not to get into all these different things but there's a lot more security in there uh some of the restrictions are messages uh, most message attachments other than images are going to be blocked some features like uh link previews will be disabled web browsing certain complex web technologies like just-in-time JavaScript compilation are disabled unless the user excludes a trusted site from the lockdown mode. Apple services, incoming invitations, and service requests, including FaceTime calls, are blocked if the user has not previously sent the initiator a call or request. Wired connections with a computer or accessory are blocked when iPhone is locked. Configuration profiles cannot be installed, and the device cannot enroll into mobile device management while lockdown mode is turned on. So it's good that they're doing this. I mean, I think it's a great thing. But again, it's not for everyone. I think it's good that Apple has rolled this out. But there's something else that I want to share with you. And that is the new uh, Apple lock screen. Um, what is the new Apple lock screen? Well, Apple unveil, unveils this brand new technology, which will be out soon. And it is a brand new, uh, what we call a brand new, uh, basically lockdown. Uh, well, it's it's, an, it's a now pay later feature, redesign the iPhone's lock screen, and it's going to allow people to do certain things with their, basically with their uh, lock screen, so they could be more productive. And um, it'll be interesting what they're going to do. But now your lock screen will do a lot more than just lock it. It could actually be like an app. Uh, that you could literally have on your phone. So that's something that they're working on. We're going to have to see where that's going. Um, we'll have to take a look. I'm sure more things will be coming around that. But here's something I think that's just really, when I say dreadful, it's dreadful. Parents sue TikTok after girl's death. This is, this is heart-wrenching. I mean, the fact that, the fact that this even happened, 
I, I mean, gir girl dies and parents sue on tick for TikTok. I mean, can you even believe that something like this happened? I can't. Parents blame platform algorithms for choking deaths of eight and nine-year-olds. The families of two young girls who allegedly died as a result of a viral TikTok challenge have sued the social media platform, claiming it's dangerous, quote-unquote, algorithms are to blame for their children's deaths. Parents of the two girls who died in 2021 in a blackout challenge, quote-unquote, on TikTok, which encouraged users to choke themselves until they passed out. Filed a suit on Tuesday, not too long ago, in Los Angeles County Superior Court. I can't believe that this is going on. And they have something called the SMVLC, the Social Media Victims Law Center. It's a legal resource for parents of children harmed by social media addiction and abuse. And they allege the platform's dangerous algorithm intentionally and repeatedly pushed videos of the challenge into the children's feeds, incentivizing them to participate in the challenge that ultimately took their lives. TikTok needs to be held accountable for this type of content. Is it really about content or is there some other hidden agenda behind TikTok? I'm starting to wonder, but all I have to tell you is that I think TikTok should be restricted to certain ages, but I also think that content that is going to prove harmful to people, that's abuse, that's tortures, that shouldn't even be allowed on TikTok. I mean, that's my personal feeling. All these companies want data or content that is going to produce more views, but nobody really gives a darn about, is it going to hurt someone's lives? Is it going to cause someone to harm themselves or harm others? I mean, we've all watched a TV episode before, and we know that when we see something on TV, we know that it's all false and it's all staged. But when you watch something, especially if you're a minor and you're watching something, that can put some thoughts in your head. And that's why it's important to have these conversations. And that's why parents and anyone that uses any social media platforms I think they should be restricted on the type of content that they can share. And also that you should have conversations and you should know what your son or daughter is doing because uh, there's a wise man who I've had on my show before, Dr. Michael Lucitella, and he uh, preaches something that's really amazing called odor. Uh, and that is online defense dictates offline response. So what you do online can basically bleed into your everyday lives. Now, you might say, gee, it's harmless, John. It's only social media. Okay, it's only harmless, right? Because nobody's gotten hurt. But why has it suddenly become something that somebody cares about and somebody has to die? See, that's the problem. Why don't we wake up and say, hey, this is something that could be potentially alarming to not just myself, my family. And what about other people that could watch this and maybe take this the wrong way? I just feel that 
TikTok right now is a number agent. And not that all the others are very good either, but I don't think the other platforms would tolerate this. And I'm not in love with them, but I'm just saying that the fact that this went on for this long tells me that TikTok doesn't care about people. I mean, you might say to me, John, you know, people have to be responsible for their own actions. I get it, okay? But the people that died, that's what I want to share with you, okay? They were like 15 years old, okay? You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. So I want to make a quote here that I uh, heard from the SMVL, uh, SMVLC. And I quote, TikTok prioritized greater corporate profits over the health and safety of its users, and specifically over the health and safety of vulnerable children. TikTok knew or should have known we're actively using its social media product, quote unquote, they said. So one thing is these families can never replace the lives of their two beautiful children. Tens of millions have placed their trust. And now the fact that this just happened, it's a problem. It is really a problem. And and I want to tell you something right now. TikTok is great to get some views, but if you see something on TikTok that goes against your moral, your ethical views, turn it off. Don't like the video. Don't comment on it. Okay? If anything, report that contact to these people that I was telling you about, which was basically, you know, it's basically the, the social media police. And, and the social media police who I've given you before, um, that is the group that can help you. And it's called the Social Media Victims Law Center, SMVLC, Social Media Victims Law Center. And you might say to me, John, well, where is the Social Media Victims Law Center? Well, I'm glad you asked me that. So you can get to them. They're actually a law firm in Seattle, Washington. Um, They um, are at socialmediavictims.org. You can reach them by calling 1-800-687-1855. That's 1-800-687-1855. They are the Social Media Victims Law Center. And I would tell you that you need to report these things to them. They need to bring these things 
to our Congress and to our government so that something can be done. Because if something was done, these two girls would still have a family and their parents would still have their beautiful children. I think sometimes these companies let money get in the way of doing what's right. As a country, as a nation, as citizens, as people around the globe, we have a duty that if we see social media that is going to harm or hurt someone or is seeming innocent, but we know there's a strong possibility that people could take it wrong, we need to report it. Not like it because it's funny or because we think it's so cool. No. I am just so blown away that there are just so many sick people on TikTok that actually liked this, this video. I mean, what's wrong with these people? I could go on that for hours and hours. So again, you, you've heard my you heard my 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 claim on that. Again, my uh, condolences to the two families, and um, I'd like to do something I don't normally do here on the air. Just like to give five seconds of silence for them. Blessings to you and your family, and. Uh, I hope that out of this lesson that many have learned that social media is no joke. And if something gets put on social media that could get in the minds of people. Okay. And with this girl only being 15 years old. Thinking that it was fun or was a challenge. And she lost her life. I don't think she ever would have done this if they knew that this could have hurt them. I don't think they were aware of that. But they shouldn't have had to worry about this. This should have never been presented to people. They were 15 years old. They shouldn't have allowed this content to anybody. All right, I'll get off my soapbox because I could be on that for a long time. You have the number that I gave you for the Social Media Victims Unit, um, and their local number is 206-741-4862. That's 206-741-4862. You can tell them you heard it here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. We bring you not just technology, not just information, but awareness and things that everyone has to be alert about to not only protect themselves, but protect the safety and life of others. All right. Well, on a lighter topic, <laughs> getting back to Apple. Apple has been rumoring that um, there's going to be a new sports watch coming out. That's pretty cool, right? So they're saying that Apple plans the extreme sports watch with larger screens and a metal case. New rugged model will get longer battery life for workouts. I'll believe it when I see it. Company also plans a new standard Series 8 and a low-end SE set of models. Um, so Apple plans its largest smartwatch display to date. And with the bigger battery, it should hopefully do something better. But 
this is going to be interesting to see where this goes and um, what it's going to do for people and how it's going to change people's lives, especially a lot of the sports enthusiasts. It'll be interesting to see. All right. Uh, just a few more topics here tonight. Um, you know, I think the thing we have to understand is that information in our world can definitely, can definitely, definitely be a problem. And when we think about, you know, our lives and we think about social media, I mean, all of us use this every day so that we can pass time. Maybe we can get some views and there's nothing wrong with getting views. It's just put content out there. Now I got to say something to you. If you post something out there, and somebody doesn't like it, or if somebody posts something out there and you don't like it, that's not the time to abuse them, to threaten them. It's okay to put their comment like, you know, hey, I didn't like that comment. That's fine. It's gentlemanly to disagree. You don't have to agree. But let's be civil about it. Let's not call them names. Let's not threaten them. Let's not uh, cause them to worry about harm. They're expressing their views. Okay. And that's what social media is. It's not that serious. Let's be playful with it. But let's realize that when we see something in social media that could impact us and impact others, especially their lives. We need to do something. We need to say something. We need to let others know about it. And it's not. It's not liking, it's not commenting about it because that's just going to get that video to view higher. We want to report it so that video gets taken down. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I am John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. I thank you so much for joining us here on the July 8th uh, show of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show. We've got more great shows coming for you. I hope you will definitely come back and see us on July 15th. Uh, we even have a great guest coming the end of the month. So, I hope that uh, you will definitely choose to keep watching us, liking our channel, following us, supporting us, and, um, you know, sharing our great content out. And if uh, our content resonates with you and uh, you'd like to say thank you, make the choice and buy my team night a cup of coffee, a watermelon, or even ice cream cone. We're so grateful for those pennies and dollars. We'll put them into new hardware, new technology, new equipment, new software, and even new facilities to give you the most jaw-dropping, motivational, of course, tech content around and I'm um, very happy to let you know that we're going to start broadcasting one show every single month live from the Oakland Public Library. Really excited to be doing that. I believe we're going to start doing that late August or September. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and we're hoping to be bringing our show to be more of a live show instead of just, you know, the virtual you see. I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. And you know what? I will be back next week, which is, yep, July 15th. Take care, everyone, and enjoy the rest of your weekend.
You're on track to graduate from a great school, but do you feel unsure of what's next? Top accounting firms want candidates like you with backgrounds outside the industry. Northeastern University's combined MS in Accounting plus MBA will prepare you to launch your career in just 15 months. Develop accounting and business expertise and gain immersive experience through a paid corporate residency. Apply now to begin next May. Northeastern.edu slash your MSA MBA.